welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Hello, Dallin Haas here from PlanYourFederalBenefits.com. Thank you for being here listening up for, to my podcast or on YouTube, wherever you are at. It is great to have you. This week is a great question and one that I, again, got through my website. So if you have any questions about your federal benefits, Go over to my website at planyourfederalbenefits.com, scroll down to the bottom of any of the pages, there's a spot that says, hey, have any questions about your benefits? Ask me. It sends an email to me, me personally, not to my team, to me personally, and I see it and I try to respond to as many of those as I possibly can. So if you have any questions, go there, type it in, and I'll address it. So this is, that is where I got this question, and so let's dig into it. So, this week's video, this week's podcast is about the question that I had. And the question was basically in the year of retirement, this gentleman has a surgery that he is going to need to take some leave for. He's got plenty of sick leave, plenty of annual leave. His question though was should I use my sick leave? or my annual leave. I'm planning to retire by the end of the year before the next year, so there's not gonna be any issues for him of not being able to transfer over a certain amount of his annual leave, right? That's not an issue for him. So which one should he use, right? And so before we go to what makes sense for him, you have to understand what happens to both these types of leave in retirement. So if you're unfamiliar with this, any extra sick leave, that you have when you retire, you get something for it. And you get a bonus basically to your credible years of service for your pension calculation, right? So if you're unfamiliar, your pension calculation is your high three salary times your years of credible service times your multiplier. So this one, your years of credible service gets a little bump by how much, excuse me, by how much sick leave that you have, for example. There, well, there is a chart on OPM website. If you look at the article that's related to this topic that I wrote on my website, or usually in, this, in the description of all the podcasts, the YouTube, all that stuff, it has a link to a chart where you could say, okay, I have 300 hours of sick leave, and it shows you how many months or days or whatever that that comes out to that will add back to your pension calculation. So check that out if you want a really, really good number. So... Now that we know what happens to sick leave, we have to know what happens to annual leave. And so annual leave, when you retire and you have annual leave left over, they pay you a lump sum for whatever you had. And basically, let's say you had a month, a month's worth of annual leave when you retire. They would then pay you a lump sum almost as if you would have worked out or even used that annual leave for that next month. Right? That's kind of how it works. And there's a long list of the things that includes like your base pay and all that good stuff. Um, and you can find that anywhere. Just Google it. But um, basically, you'll get paid a lump sum for everything that you would have been paid if you would have 
worked or use that um, the next month. Whatever amount of annual leave you have, that's how much it would have um, stretched out for. And even if, let's say, there would have been a you know a big across the board wage increase for federal employees, it would have take it'll take into account that wage increase and put that into your lump sum. So it's a great option. So that being said, let's go through an example of a federal employee where I don't know the specifics of this federal employee that answer that asked the question, but let's just make up some numbers about their pension, their credible service, all those things, and see what the numbers say. Right now that we know how they're both handled, what do the numbers say in a random situation? So I got my notebook here with an example. So let's say this person that's retiring at the end of the year, they have 160 hours of annual leave saved up and 160 hours of sick leave. I'm gonna make this extremely simple just to keep the numbers super simple. simple. So let's say they need four weeks, right? four weeks of time to take off for a surgery or something else. And they're trying to decide, should I use all of my sick leave or all of my annual leave? And what difference will it make? So let's say that they decide to use their sick leave so that they have annual leave saved up at the end of retirement, right? So what difference will that make? So if they use their sick leave, they're not gonna get a bump to their pension but they are gonna get a lump sum payment at retirement. So let's assume that you know, they had four weeks of annual leave saved up at retirement, and let's say they made $100,000 a year. Really rough numbers. So you divide you know, 52 by four, times that by um, four, I'll, I'll say that again, divide four by 52 times their salary, right? So four weeks divided by 52 weeks in a year times their salary. And in their case, they'd probably get a lump, lump sum payment of about $7,700. So $7,700 at retirement. It's like, okay, pretty cool. But what if they take, what if they use their annual leave and they keep their sick leave? What difference would it make? So as I said before, their sick leave is gonna give a bump to their pension. So let's assume this federal reti retiree um, employee is going to have 20 years of credible service. He makes $100,000 a year. Let's say that's his high three, and let's say his multiple is 1%, really simple. Meaning his gross pension in retirement is gonna be about $20,000 a year. But let's say he has an extra 160 hours of sick leave at retirement. Now, if you go look at the chart for OPM, that actually only comes out to 28 days, right? And one quick thing that's important to know is that when you retire, any extra days that you have are gonna actually drop off of your pension calculation. For example, let's say your exact credible service amount is 20 years, one month, and five days. You'll get credit for the 20, 20 years and one month, but the extra days are just gonna fall off. So if you have 29 days, they're just gonna fall off. But if you have a full month, then it'll get added to your pension, right? And so in this specific example, let's say he, didn't you you know he didn't use a sick leave he has 28 days added onto his pension calculation well that's just going to fall off it's not going to make any difference right but to give this a fair you know a fair chance in this example let's say it added a, added a month's worth of credible service to his pension calculation what would that look like right so let's say it added like i said a full month to his calculation right that would make his pension 
about $83.33 higher every year. Rough numbers, right? These are simple numbers, rough numbers. So I ask you, would you rather take a lump sum payment at retirement of $7,700 or get an increase to your pension every single year for the rest of your life of $83.33, right? And most people are going to take the lump sum, right? Because how, how many years would it take you to earn that money back if you took the $83.33? It would take a lot of years, right? It really would. But obviously there's lots of things to consider like tax rates. Let's say you retire in December of a year and you get this big lump, lump sum payment but that gets added into your income for that year. So let's say you're in a high tax bracket, maybe you make a lot of money between you and your spouse, maybe you have to pay 30%, depending on you know federal and state taxes, maybe 30% on that lump sum. So maybe it would make sense to stretch it out over you know, your entire life and your pension, right? So you have to really look at your situation. In general, if I had to say a general statement, most of the time it makes sense to take that lump sum, meaning, to use your sick leave and to have annual leave at the end because it is really nice to get that lump sum and you could go invest it or you could do whatever you'd like with it um, but you get it up front and of course you want to use it responsibly because having a pension increase over time kind of makes you use it a little more responsibly and because you don't get it all at once right so of course you want to use it responsibly and use it in a way that's going to help your retirement but just numbers and cents, often it makes sense to take that lump sum. But again, you'll have to look at your tax brackets, when you're going to retire, how much annual leave you have if you're going to retire at the beginning of the year, how much is actually going to cross over to the next year with you. These are all kind of considerations to, to you know take in mind. So you have to look at what you're trying to do, how much leave you have, these other numbers, and then you might find the solution that makes sense for you. But like I said, in general, it often makes sense to have as much annual leave as you possibly can at the end of retirement to get that large lump sum that is really nice to have and really makes sense numbers wise down the road. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Hopefully that gives you a structure and a way to look at your situation and say, hey, for me, what makes sense? The examples I give, I'm sure are not exactly what your situation looks like. My goal is not to tell you what's perfect for you. My goal is to give you a framework to say, okay, how do I think about the situation? How do I structure it so I can figure out, given my specific situation, what makes sense for me? That's what I hope when I do these videos and share examples. That's what I hope it does for you. Okay, I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. And again, thank you for making it to the end of my video, the end of my podcast. I hope this brought value to you and your life. My goal with this content is to bring as much value to as many people as I possibly can. So please, if you can, if this brought value to you, please show your support, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, give me feedback about what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, and how you can get more value out of this and so that I could do the very best I can to make this the best channel for my viewers, for my listeners, the very best I can. So again, thank you for being here and investing in yourself and in your future. And I will see you next week.